This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, July 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Waterboard staffer blasts Newsom. UFW rejoins Labor Fed. Grimway find over spill. Senate deal shakes up farm bill and cover crop future. Disgruntled waterboard staffer bashes ag. A manager for climate and conservation programs at the state water board quit his job this month in protest of Governor Newsom. Max Gomberg blasted Newsom for replacing the board chair at the start of his term with Joaquin Esquivel, a more conciliatory board member. Esquivel has been willing to consider voluntary agreements to soften aggressive proposals in the Bay Delta plan. Gomberg decried this as delaying action and siding with defenders of the status quo, citing an outdated statistic that agriculture consumes 80% of the state's water. Gomberg criticized the board for not standing in the way of agriculture's growing as much as they want, where they want, with however much water they want. He took aim specifically at almonds and grapes. Gomberg is now a private consultant in the water sector. UFW joins Influential Labor Federation. With its membership waning over the decades, United Farm Workers has rejoined California Labor Federation. The Alliance of Unions wields a strong influence over policymakers. Its newly appointed leader, former Assembly member Lorena Gonzalez, bought the UFW under the Fed's umbrella as one of her first acts. The UFW had pulled out of the alliance in 2006 for unknown reasons. That according to the Los Angeles Times columnist Anita Chambria. In keep in mind, UFW is seeking donations to support its annual 300-mile march from Delano to the Capitol next month. The group is pressing Newsom to sign a bill easing restrictions on union voting, which he vetoed last year. Grimway fined over chemical spill. EPA has fined Grimway Enterprises, Inc. more than $200,000 for violating the Clean Air Act. The agency also charged that the produce giant failed to notify state authorities when it Release more than 2,000 pounds of ammonia sourced for fertilizer at its Armin facility. An inspection found it did not have adequate safety equipment and procedures for handling the hazardous substance. The company responded that the source of the problem was a valve and a third-party manufacturer had recalled but not notified Grimway about. Bozeman, thanks, but no thanks for ag funding. Senate Democrats have altered the upcoming Farm Bill debate with this week's stunning agreement on a budget reconciliation bill. The bill earmarks about $20 billion for Farm Bill conservation programs and provides about $20 billion more for energy and forestry programs under the control of the Agriculture Committee. The funding would address some of the pressure that's on Congress to help farmers and landowners meet U.S. goals for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. This investment in the future is needed to help America's farmers, ranchers, and growers explore and adopt innovative approaches to production to help address the challenge of climate change. That's the word of Chuck Connor, who's president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. But the top Republican of the Senate Ag Committee, John Bozeman, told AgriPulse the funding sets a bad precedent for farm bill programs. 
It's not the first time that a reconciliation bill has been used to provide additional funding for a farm bill, but this week's agreement earmarks the funding for specific programs, and Bozeman says that's a bad idea. He said, I think it's going to make it much more difficult to write farm bills in the future because if we're not careful, farm bills will be written through reconciliation, he said. And he continued, this $40 billion is going to be spent with no input from stakeholders, no input from Republicans, and very little input from most Democrats. Now keep in mind, Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, has said Republicans had no input because they didn't intend to support the bill anyway. Bill's winners include biofuel industry and electric co-ops. The bill does create a new tax credit for low-carbon biofuels and provides another $500 million for biofuel infrastructure. Rural electric co-ops scored $9.7 billion for projects that could reduce carbon emissions and increase resilience. They also got a long-sought provision that allows them to benefit directly from renewable energy tax credits. Now, take note. The new clean fuels tax credit would end after 2027, so companies have no assurance of permanency. Cover crop payments go missing in action. Notably missing from the new climate package is a plan to pay farmers $25 an acre for planting cover crops. That program was in the House passed Build Back Better bill, but it didn't make the cut for the Senate agreement. Representative Cindy Axney, the Iowa Democrat, and Sean Castine, the Illinois Democrat, proposing a program to provide $5 an acre payments for cover crops as subsidies for crop insurance subsidies. The proposal mirrors some state initiatives as well as a program the Biden administration has offered the past two years. The bill's supporters include the Illinois Farm Bureau, the Natural Resources Defense Council, the American Farmland Trust, and the National Wildlife Federation. Now, keep in mind, the conservation funding and the reconciliation deal would help pay for cover crops, too. Reconnect invests $401 million in rural broadband. A fresh round of Agriculture Department funding is set to invest $401 million to expand Internet connectivity to unserved or underserved people in rural parts of the country across 11 states. The bulk of the investments made through the USDA Reconnect program expected to provide high-speed Internet access for some 31,000 people and businesses in rural America. There's also $44.9 million awarded for be funded through the USDA's Telecommunications Infrastructure Loan and Loan Guarantee Program. The $401 million is the first investment from the third round of ReConnect funding. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack told reporters this week the rest of the funding will be, quote, over the course of this summer as we roll out a number of projects throughout the United States. But the first round of funding, said Vilsack, and Farah Ahmad, USDA's Deputy Undersecretary for Rural Development, was associated toward projects that served low-density rural areas or areas lacking speeds of 25 megabits per second download and 3 megabits per second upload. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Finally, here's today's They Said It. There is virtually no rice planted on the west side of the valley. That Northern California Water Association President David Guy and California Rice Commission President and CEO Tim Johnson in a blog post describing the devastating drought impact in the Sacramento Valley. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 29th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, 
I'm Jeff Nelly.